0: Good morning. Uh, It's great being with you on this uh, final Sunday of October. Um, Next Sunday, of course, is All Saints Sunday, and we'll give thanks for the lives of the saints among us who've died in the past year. And uh, we'll do that with uh, the choir leading us in uh, a, a requiem that was commissioned by Davidson UMC and some other churches. So. Look forward to seeing you at 9, 30, and 11 of that. It'll be uh, sung at both services, and uh, we'll recognize and remember the saints at all of our services next week. So hope to see you then. And then Bishop Carter will be with us on Sunday, November the 13th, so I hope to see you all uh, for that. He's a great preacher and leader, and um, I hope you'll come. Bring a friend uh, to, to meet him and to wor- welcome him warmly to Davidson U.S. UMC. I do covet your prayers this week for uh, the gathering of the jurisdictional conference, which meets uh, beginning, well, I have to be there tomorrow, but meets this week up at Lake Luska, uh where, among other things, the primary work of the jurisdictional conference is to elect bishops for the church. So uh, your prayers for that as we discern God's will around Uh, those individuals who might be called and equipped to lead the church well. So your prayers are appreciated for that gathering. Last Sunday, we heard a story about gratitude, a story about how the transformation and renewal that Christ brings and the corresponding um, affirmation that all of life is a gift and a windfall moves us or should move us to a life of giving thanks, to being grateful. And this morning, we hear another story about what happens when Christ and God's kingdom draw near. We saw it drawing near last week in the story of the ten lepers who were healed, and this week in the story of Zacchaeus. And how, when Christ draws near, the kingdom is among us, there is the presence of of God's love and power that has the capacity to change the way we relate both to our neighbors and to our possessions. The story of Zacchaeus is a story of good news. It's a story of hope. A story of how Christ invites all into the abundance of God. And how that abundance, God's abundance, moves us not only to gratitude, which Zacchaeus was grateful, but also to a life of generosity. In part, what this all means then, and we see this in the transformation that uh, took place in Zacchaeus, is that the people we encounter, the people in our lives, the people with whom we are in relationship, no matter whom they are, uh, we see them no longer from a transactional perspective. And it means that our possessions are no longer tools for getting what we want out of life, but rather our gifts by which we bless and serve others. As Thomas Merton put it, life is a very great gift and a great good, not because of what life gives to us, but because of what it enables us to give to others. So many of you know this story well. You maybe even learned a little song about it in Sunday school or vacation Bible school Summer camp Zacchaeus was a wee little man you don't have to sing it but you some of you remember it As Luke tells us tells the story Jesus came to town to to, to Zacchaeus village to Jericho which is down in the south near the Dead Sea the crowd was quite large and because we are told he was vertically challenged Zacchaeus climbs a tree to get a better view of Jesus now that's where we need to pause for just a moment because Luke doesn't actually tell us who he is. In the Greek it's not clear who the he refers to. All the English teachers among us will will know that, about how that works sometimes uh, when uh, we don't get it uh, right in our writing. So in my telling of the story and since I'm preaching today the he is Jesus, not Zacchaeus. So the short one is Jesus, I don't care how tall Zacchaeus was, it's a better story that way, and we can do away with that song, thank God. Anyway, um, you can check my Greek on that. Any of you want to do that, I'll let you, I'll let you sort that out. Um, never let the truth get in the way of a good story, right? That's how it works. Anyhow, this is a great, um, a great story about the surprising grace of God. The unexpected mercy and love of God. And how it changes literally everything. It upended Zacchaeus' life. To the point that after being around Jesus, he was a new man, a new person. Different. Now Luke is always concerned that we understand that the gospel, the the story of God's abundance, and the invitation for us to participate in that abundance um, is, is for everyone. And Luke means everyone. That's why we see in Luke's Gospel, and then in the book of Acts, which Luke also wrote, we we have all these references to how Jesus undermines our our way of dividing up the world. He erases all those lines and invites us into a new humanity. And we see this with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was, of course, a tax collector. What, What that means is that he was one of the individuals with whom Rome had a contract, uh, the Romans con- contracted with uh, local entrepreneurs, who were responsible for collecting the taxes and the customs in a particular area. And the way it typically worked is that the tax collector had to pay the tax bill to Rome up front, and then he he would go out and 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 uh, take or or uh, recover. Uh, from the citizens of that area enough to pay that bill and quite often you can imagine human nature being what it is a little extra on the side for himself and so um, tax collectors often abused their positions and their power for their own gain people were seen transactionally what I can get from them so that I can have possessions to do what I want with life So you can imagine the whispering in the crowd that day when they noticed that there was a tax collector who had come to see Jesus. Passing by, Luke tells us that Jesus sees Zacchaeus, says, Come, I'm, I'm going to your house for dinner today, and the murmuring really begins. I mean, there are a lot of good church folk here. Why is he going to have dinner with Jesus? this no-good Roman sympathizing thief who never darkens the door of the synagogue except to to collect the taxes. Everyone knows God doesn't love people like him. That's the way it worked. Um, I'm sure they were hoping that Jesus was going to give Zacchaeus a lecture, a sermon holding him to account, and And yet none of that. Jesus simply says, I'm going to go to your house and we're going to have dinner together this evening, today. The the people in the crowds were offended by grace. They were certain, uh, they had a system for how God works. And this was not the system. Zacchaeus wasn't a good man. He had stolen from his own people. There were were folks in the crowd that day that surely Zacchaeus had exploited for his own gain, to fill his own bank account. And Jesus, the Messiah, uh, the miracle worker, the healer, the teacher, the good rabbi, was going to his home for dinner. Not the pastor's house, Zacchaeus' house. And Jesus would would sit at Zacchaeus' table, pray over Zacchaeus' meal, offer a blessing for the home, break bread, have conversation, treat Zacchaeus well. We probably have our own list of miserable sinners, um, undeserving. We all have our own um, Zacchaeus'. And thank God we're not like him or her, right? We, we don't want to be that person. And yet Luke tells us that in the kingdom of God, folks like them are the ones invited to a seat of honor at the table to enjoy fellowship with Christ. We're pretty sure they don't deserve it. We thought God didn't work that way, and yet here we are with a story of of God's abundant mercy, grace, and welcome. When Christ and the kingdom draw near, God's abundant life is present, Luke says. And Luke wants us to see that that abundance is for everyone. Zacchaeus had all the appearances of abundance, but Jesus knew just how much he was missing out. This is a story about the unpredictable nature of God's grace and God's love for us and for the world. It's a story of how God is not confined by our systems and our traditions, our way of seeing the world, and, and, and it's a story of God's willingness to hear when when people call out and to respond. Thankfully, not based on what we deserve, but based on God's generosity, God's love, It is a story, first and foremost, about God. It's far more about Jesus than it is Zacchaeus and the crowd. Um, It it really is a, a story about a God that we encounter who turns out to be gracious, and particularly gracious to those whom we might judge are undeserving of such graciousness. Luke gives us here a story of God's desire to to reconcile and renew, to overcome any division that exists between us and God, between us and our neighbors. Certainly that was there in Zacchaeus' community. And even the distance, the division between us and our better selves. It's, It's for everyone. Those who have it all together and those like Zacchaeus who are out on a limb. It's a story that reminds us that in the end, none of us are worthy. We're all broken in some way. We've all fallen short of of what God hopes for us and dreams for us. And yet, it is precisely um, to those folk that Christ comes and says, Have dinner with me. Let's talk about it. Uh, Let me share God's abundance with you it's an amazing story and and one of the interesting things about it is that it's so immediate Um, there's this I think Mark uses the word today a couple of times Luke uses it 12 times like this happens now in this moment today today I'm going to your house Zacchaeus not tomorrow not sometime in the future not when you get your life sorted out but today you're gonna be different cuz I'm going home with you and we're gonna sit at the table together The kingdom has come to you. Your life is never to be the same again. Today, Zacchaeus, you are forgiven. Your life can begin again. And the abundance that you're lacking will be yours um, from now on. The true abundance that comes only from life in Christ with God. And that abundance... That new beginning moves Zacchaeus not only to gratitude, but to generosity. A life of extravagant generosity. It's an amazing and wonderful thing that, that Christ, in Christ, God descended to our level. It's not that we have to step up and to be worthy of receiving God. It's that in the incarnation, which we're getting to in just a couple of, of, of months, we celebrate every Christmas, we're reminded that, that God became like us, put on our flesh, took on our brokenness, uh, all that it means to be human in order that we might then draw near to God. God doesn't have to do this, but it seems that for some reason God loves us so deeply, so passionately, that God was willing to go to the home, we're told um, in this morning's story, of a sinner. To sit at the table with Zacchaeus, who's literally up a tree, out on a limb, beyond hope, wondering, is there anything more to life than this? Is there a word of hope, a word of grace for someone like me? What he discovers is that the word of God is precisely for people like him. And that day he sits at table and breaks bread with the one who is the abundance of God in the flesh. And he's forever changed. He comes to see his people, as his neighbors as people to love and his possessions No longer as tools to get what he wants out of life, but as a gift with which he can then bless and serve others. And friends, we simply call that stewardship. Or another word for it, discipleship. Zacchaeus became a disciple. A follower of Jesus. And Luke wants to undermine the belief that was was surely in the crowd that day that there are some people who are beyond the bounds of God's love. The, the belief that I'm sure was murmured among the people. He's a tax collector. He's no good. God doesn't love people like him. There's no place in the church for folk like that. And yet Jesus stopped for him. That in that moment there was welcome and healing And wholeness for the likes of a miserable tax collector who had spent his life getting rich, stealing from his neighbors. Which means that no matter how far out on any limb we find ourselves, wherever we might be, God is there and we are welcome to the table. The outrageous good news that Luke declares is God's abundance is for everyone even the most unlikely of characters. Um, this is our stewardship uh, commitment Sunday. And um, in a few moments when we come for, up for communion, there are baskets. You can, If you have an Estimate of Giving card with you and you're entering into that covenant uh, with God today, you can place it in the baskets. You can always put it in the offering cabinets on your way out of worship this morning or drop it off at the office. I think there's some extras in the pews if you need one. Um, it's not a contract between you and the church, it's a covenant. Because the church is not about fundraising. My apologies to all of our uh, finance people in the room whose blood pressure I just raised by several points. Um, We don't do fundraising in the church. We do stewardship and discipleship. There are wonderful organizations in our community that do fundraising. Kim and I send them money, and and I bet some of you do too. And they do great things for the community. And, and God bless them in their fundraising efforts. I pray it's successful. But we do stewardship and discipleship. And, and what that basically means is I, I don't give to the church because we have a budget to meet. We do have a budget to meet. <laughs> and all of this that we do together, all the ministry we do, all the uh, external missions we support, the beautiful music, worship, um, small groups, children's and youth all of it is supported by our generosity. But we give as an act of stewardship and discipleship. We don't support the church financially because of the budget. We support the church financially, as Zacchaeus teaches us, um, because we're disciples. We've become followers of Jesus. And our giving, then, is a matter of the heart. What changed in Zacchaeus was his heart, and his mind, and then his life. Generosity is a response to God's abundance. Our possessions are are a gift by which we love and serve others. That's what Zacchaeus learned. And, And in learning that, he experienced the true abundance that comes only from following in the way of Christ. So friends, wherever you are today, if you're on the top of the world, God bless you. If you're in the pit of despair, God be with you. If you are like Zacchaeus and out on a limb and wondering, what in the world and how did I get here? Know that Christ is with you. And all are invited to the table.